Hustle podcast starts now. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, good people. This is Jay-Z bringing you your dose of the midweek muscle. I know, good people, that I have a different sound to my voice this week. And let me just tell you, after last week, after we spoke, it was, I just got knocked on my butt by some kind of, I don't know, virus, sinus infection, something in my nasal cavity, throat cavity, what, whatever you want to call it. It just knocked me on my butt. I just didn't feel right. Um, and so, man, it's already been another week and I feel like so much has transpired in between this, this week, what I'm seeing you right now. And last week when we got off the dial, because yeah, I probably sound like I have a frog in my throat and yeah, that's no mistake. Um, no, it's not because it could be because I didn't get enough rest because, you know, I'm always working on that. I'm always working on myself. Um, but I, you know, where I live, we tend to have multiple seasons within the same week. Only this time around, it was in two, a two day time span. So we went from 80 degrees to like snow within two days. And I think that may have had something to do with it. And with it being springtime and the pollen and all of this extreme weather, um, doctors and scientists have said, you know, allergies are going to be pretty severe and I'm not the greatest on staying on top of that. I'm getting better. I'm working on myself. I think I got something, but rest assured, I'm fine. It's not COVID and I'm grateful for that, right? But y'all, isn't it crazy how when we come down with something anymore, um, (laughs) in order to make it right with everybody, um, you kind of have to be like, yeah, it's not COVID. <laughs> I don't know. I, I found myself saying that, like, just making sure people aren't giving me the super side eye or looking at me funny. Like, no, don't worry about it. I tested for it. It's not COVID. Right. So it's good to rule it out just as a rule of thumb. But I thought it was kind of interesting how from the many conversations that I've had with people, that's one of the things that'll come up. Oh, I'm fine. It's not COVID. Right. But there's so many other things out there that could still be bad. <laughs> but anyways, I digress. Um, yeah, I um, so I'm, I'm recovering now. Since I saw you last, April Fools, right? Did you joke in? Did you prank anybody? Did you did you get anybody good? Well, you know, mine was the obvious. You know, obviously, uh, with my illness and ensuring that I was COVID free. You know, I. I got my son really good. He was like, mom, are you okay? And I told him, I said, hey, hey, buddy, like, actually, I'm not feeling the greatest. And he was like, well, um, do you think it's COVID? And I looked down and I was like, you know what? It is. And he was so upset and worried. And that probably wasn't even a good joke now that that I think about it. But, um, it was just a moment. I didn't have anything planned because I felt so terrible. Um, well, not right after we got off the dial last week. It was maybe Thursday or Friday. Um, and he was like, oh, man. So he just went in this whole mindset of all the things he wasn't going to be able to do 
because of quarantine, right? And I was like, yeah, you know, buddy, yeah, we just got to wait it out. And I finally broke it to him like, no, I shouldn't play like that. No, I don't, I, I don't, I don't have COVID. Like I'll be fine. I have something, but I don't know what it is. It'll, it just has to run its course. And he like was so mad. <laughs> he like took off his mask because you could tell when I was telling him I had COVID, he slid his mask up over his nose. Like I never, I've never seen that kid do it so quickly, put his mask on properly. Right. Um, so then I, I, I kind of motioned forward and, um, watched him go through all the steps. So that means you won't be able to, we won't be able to go to my games. You won't be able to participate. I said, you'll be fine. You just have to be away from me. Um, and then we'll make sure you're good too. You know, went through all the steps. So he would just show this like growing concern until I broke it to him that I wasn't. And then he was just mad. He took off his mask. He threw it at me. I'm like, you probably could afford to keep that on because we don't know what I have. He was like, you scared me. You know, so he's just screaming at me and what have you. Um, and I felt bad, <laughs> but it was a good one. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people do like the pregnancy jokes around April Fool's. And I'm like, I don't know if I would play like that. Uh, some people I watch. Oh, my gosh. OK, so if you watch TikTok or like Instagram reels and I don't get this often, but, you know, sometimes people send me stuff and I love it. Shout out to everybody who sends me stuff. Um, there was this guy and this woman in Cheesecake Factory. It looked like pretty familiar. I, and I don't know where it doesn't always describe the location, but this guy goes, everybody, I want to tell the, this woman right here has been with me for 16 years. She's the love of my life. She, we've been through so much. He had a black box. You know, I'm like, okay, April Fool's. So I'm just waiting for it. Just waiting for it. He's like, she's been here for me. And I just want to tell her I love her and I didn't know how to. So the only way I knew how to was this. So he got down on one knee and he said, babe, will you marry me? So I'm like, okay, so the joke's not on him. The joke must be on her. So I'm looking at her. She's all bent over. I thought she was going to come up from her like curl over, bent over state and say no. But no, she get, she grabs herself. She gains her composure. People are getting hip to what's going on because he's doing it like right by the, like, I guess, host stand before you go sit down. So people are coming and going and people are spreading out. You can see a lady running in like, oh, do you, do you want me to capture this on film? Do you want me to capture this? So the girl who's crying gives her the phone. I'm like, okay, so the joke must be on this lady. So I'm watching the lady. She's getting out the phone. She's getting, grabbing the girl's phone. She's trying to open the phone so she can record it and get in position. And the guys, the guy stands up and she's hugging. They're doing this real simple embrace. The woman's trying to get the recording together. And then next thing you know is boom. Oh yeah, I'm just playing. Oh, <laughs> could you imagine? I was really starting to get into it. Like, oh my gosh, this is not April Fool's joke. This is like, he did this on April Fool's. So I'm over here looking at, every, at everybody thinking like, oh, joke's on me. 
he gets up, he gives her this long embrace and goes, oh, y'all, I'm just playing. Yeah, I'm just playing. And everybody kind of like, you could just hear the crowd go, oh, that lady walked out of there so fast, so disgusting. I think I would have too, because that's not a joke, right? Don't prank me like that. Um, but yeah, y'all got any good ones? Send them my way. I'd love to see them or hear from them. Um, so as you know, we're eight minutes in. I don't have any for the culture trivia this week, uh, because we just came out of women's history month and I thought I'd give your brain a break. Some of you guys have written in saying that you do want to see it again. And I appreciate that. Um, I'll, I'll keep thinking and turning my gears for what we can have as trivia. Maybe it'll just be some basic stuff, but, um, for this week, I, you know, I thought, what are some big ideas that I can share? And I don't really have any big ideas, but rather I thought I'd share with you, um, some of the things that I shared with last week's audience, right? So you were my audience in the morning and you will forever be my heart audience, right? So rather you've made it here, uh, because you've been a day one or, or you've made it here because you've had a conversation with me, or you just simply had somebody nudge you and say, Hey, it might be helpful for you to listen in on this one. Um, this podcast was created to help give a little peaceful and positive perspective to help, help anyone or help you push through some of the barriers or obstacles that can have a tendency to stand in the way day over day, week over week, month over month, uh, you know, stopping you or blocking you from getting to the things that you desire to get to the most. Those are your goals. Those are your ambitions. Those are your ideas and turning them into tangible realities, right? So that's what this podcast was created for. And um, instead of sharing the journey of how this podcast was created, I kind of had to dig deep. Um, so last week after I was with you guys, I was invited to speak at a local community college um, with an accelerated group of individuals who are um, driven to be there and they are uh, tuition free. And so they're taking on the perils of college uh, from one, either getting their first start or starting over. And some of you guys know what that feels like, right? You started on a career you thought was going to be your thing and something happened and now you had to switch tracks because you realize that's not what you wanted. You realize that's not who you wanted, or you realize you have other things inside that you'd like to explore. And so I've gone through that and essentially that's what birthed this podcast. And so I was invited to speak and I thought, Hey, I don't really have anything that I feel like I can give your students, but I know that I do. And so the, the topic was, guess what the topic was? perseverance. Okay. So, you know, this is my wheelhouse. You know, that this is what I talk about. Um, and so I decided to, um, share with the audience last week. Um, you know, I drilled back into my undergraduate years and I, and I just had to share with them the story of my undergraduate trajectory and how it took for me to acquire a four-year degree. It took me nine years. And for most people, it would take, for many people who go to college to finish a four-year degree, it would generally take just four years. For some, it may be three years. For some, it may be 
longer than that. But the standard would be around three, three to four to five years. And for me, it took nine uh, because I had a series of, yes, this is something that I want to do. You know, you have to sit out because you don't have the things that are required for you to stay here. Then a, a, a series of, okay, let me get my ducks in a row and let me go back to, well, you didn't quite do some things right this time either. So you have to sit out. Then I went through a series of life changes that had to slow me down. But I ultimately was connected and committed to finishing. And so again, while I was, while I started my journey in the collegiate realm in 2003, I ultimately didn't finish until 2012. I suppose I finished in 2007. So, you know, just long story short, I did not finish when I wanted to finish. I did not finish when I desired to finish. I finished when it was right, when it was time for me to finish. And I'll tell you, like, um, one of the things that I gave them, and I gave them three concepts, hopefully, that will help them on their way. And the first concept was this, and I'll share it with you, too, is whatever process that you're committed to in this moment, which for them, it was college, I shared this. Number one, you do not have to give this process more than what you already have. You don't have to come to the table to your big idea or to your circumstance or to your process with more than what you have. You just have to give it the right amount of things. Right? You don't have to come to the table with the best idea. You don't have to come to the table with the most money. You don't have to come to the table with the smartest way to accomplish the thing that you're trying to do. You just have to come to the table with enough of the right things, right? So the natural question is, well, what are the right things? Well, I'm glad you asked good people because we've been talking about it as a group for the last couple of weeks. And it's the right amount of power to this process. And again, I want to reiterate, as we work through this dynamic stability season, it's not always just about how much you're powering through something. Remember, you can power through something with brute strength and brute force, but it's not sustainable. It, you'll take on some bumps, bruises, and hits, and knocks, and dings, right? But if we think about power and all the variables of power, which are Force, velocity, time, and energy. Oh, now it's coming back. If this sounds completely new to you, go revisit. Check out the episode last week and the week before. You you may be up to standard with what I'm talking about here, but if not, that's okay. Track here. Power is a standard of force, velocity, time, and energy. So I broke it down this way. Sometimes you have to ask yourself these questions when you're thinking about your process. Am I giving it enough force or you can package it this way. Am I giving it enough intention? Change out force for intention. Am I giving this process enough 
intention? Am I being intentional about it? I also said that, hey, velocity, when it, when it comes to thinking about their velocity and their track for college, your velocity or your pacing is not his, is not hers, is not theirs. Your pace is not their pace and that's okay, right? We live in this culture of comparison. So if I look over at my mate because I am wondering why my situation doesn't look like theirs, why my idea doesn't look like theirs, why my situation doesn't look like theirs, then I'm always forever comparing and doubting my my pace. I'll doubt my velocity. It's almost like the, the story, the tortoise and the hare, where everybody could look at the hare and be like, well, why, tortoise, why aren't you going that fast? Without realizing that the tortoise had everything it needed to still cross the finish line. Just commit to your pace. Your velocity is your velocity. Your pace is your pace. So comparing it to someone else is not a commitment to your pace. Three, are you asking yourself this question? Is this process getting the best of your energy? Okay. Notice the best of your energy. Now, there are moments where your energy is just going to be tapped. And so if you try to give your process the tapped energy, guess what? It's not going to get the best energy, right? So are you meaning, are you, are you giving your process your sharpest energy that you have when you have it, knowing that from moment to moment that will change? Your energy will change based on what's happening in your life. Are you sick? Your energy is going to change. Are you stressed? Your energy will change. Do you have a a, a season in life where uh, if you have children, you know, is their season demanding right now? Because if so, that's going to change your energy. So is your process, if this is ongoing and you're committed to it, when can you carve out time to give it your best energy so that it's not competing against the energy that you're obligated to give elsewhere, like work, like school, like children, like being a spouse or uh, a partner to someone else, right? And then last, are you allowing yourself enough time? Now, time is always one of those things that you wish you had more of. So, and, and what I ask them is to consider is that all of those variables that I just shared with them will show their intentionality behind their process. And so when we talk about time, you always wish you had time, right? And so it leaves me with the second idea is that, listen, you will have enough time to do exactly what you need to do. Wait, Jay-Z, that doesn't even make sense. Okay, let me break it down really quick. Because we all wish we had a little more time, it, it always feels like you don't have enough. Yet, one of the cool things about time is that it's always on your side if you allow it to be. Um, it gets a little deep here, but time is a figment of the imagination, right? Only The only... The only thing that we have to our possession is we can't change time. We, we can't. So how is it a figment of our imagination? Is because you can make the time fit within the time limits that you have. 
you will have moments to carve out time only. You will have moments to carve out your time to focus solely on what you need when you need. The key difference here, needs. Sometimes we want time to do other things, but you will have enough time to do the things you need to do if you make the time for it. It also means that you have to be intentional to map out your day accordingly to your priorities. It means that if I'm sharper and have the best focus and attention at night, then I must do things differently with the times that I eat or the times that I do family time or the times that I I do um, dinner or any other socialization in the evening. I may have to rearrange that so that way I can focus on my studies at night. Let's say I'm sharpest in the morning. It may mean that I have to wake up just a little bit earlier, which means I go to bed a little bit earlier. So that way I can distort my time accordingly. Right? Maybe I rise before everyone else so I have quiet and I can focus and I can crank some things out before I take care of other priorities. Right? You always have enough time to do exactly what you need to do. If you make the time fit within the time limits that you have. The last thing that I have for them is this. Now is the time to gain ground. Now remember, I was in a college, so they're they're amiss the, the season of exams, right? So I did share with them at some points in time to your process, you're going to have to put your head down and go. You just will. Um, we're in this pop culture mindset and it's no stranger over here at the midweek muscle as well, is that sometimes you take on the, 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 the sayings of you just have to grind it out. You just have to hustle, hustle all day, every day. You just have to get into this hustle. You have to, you only live once mentality. You uh, fall till you fall. Like, listen, we, we do those sayings to help us push through. The problem with those sayings, and you've heard me say this a number of times, that mentality of grinding out and just getting through the grind or just pushing through the grind all day, all night, every single day, there's a problem with that mentality. Why? Because all that grinding out will grind you into a nub and you're no good in that space. The problem with the put your head down and push mentality is that it creates burnout. Again, I talked about it as we were closing out the last season is there's a reason why intense moments will have short spells. So think about any intense moment that you can think of. Heavy rainfall, tornadoes, hurricanes, uh, blizzards or whiteouts, um, any intense season, um, any intense moment in your life, including for them, exam week. There's a reason why exam week is only one week and not your entire semester. Why? Because it's intense. And intense seasons, intense weather, intense moments do not have enough power to sustain long periods of time. It'll burn out. The same is true for us. So sometimes, now is the time to gain ground, but sometimes the way how we gain ground is by stopping to look up. That was the third and final final thing. Stop and look up. Look at where you've come from 
keep your eyes on where you're going. Look for the, the, the helpers in the corner or the lovers in the corners, in your corners, ready to step in with resources, ready to step in with support, ready to step in financially, ready to step in and prepare you a meal because you're hungry, ready to step in and give you encouragement or wisdom or challenge you to do something better than what you've done in the past, right? Those are the people that are loving on you without giving you the answers for what you need. They are helping you, right? And then look at the moments where you failed and need to readjust, but also don't forget the moments where you've already won, right? We have to celebrate in those capacities. Sometimes stopping to look up helps you to see how far you've come, but helps you to keep sight on what you are still aiming for. So when it's time to gain ground, yes, sometimes you will have to put your head down and just power through, but you're going to have to take those moments to stop and look around you to see what you've done, because that is where you can truly see where you've gained some ground. And so I ended them with this segment of the marshmallow test. And so I have a little bit of a snip for you, for you to listen to, for you to gather like sort of where I was going with them. The marshmallow test. You might know about this iconic social experiment. There are many references to it in pop culture. But what if I told you that what you've been told is the point of the marshmallow test is actually completely wrong? So here's the basics of how it works. You sit a kid in front of a delicious marshmallow and tell them that you're going to leave the room. And if they can resist the marshmallow until you come back, they will get two marshmallows instead of one. It's a test of delayed gratification, controlling immediate desires in the service of long-term interest. A small test seen as having huge implications. The kids who successfully delayed gratification at this age do much better later in life. They make more money, they are happier, they have better relationships, and they're less likely to get into trouble. So that idea caught fire. The marshmallow test seemed to prove that we have these static personality traits deep inside us, and those traits determine the rest of our lives. There is only one tiny problem with this interpretation. That iconic story is upside down wrong, that your future is in a marshmallow, because it isn't. That's Walter Michel, the guy who actually created the marshmallow test. And he told me that literally the point of the original marshmallow study was to demonstrate not how fixed, but how flexible people are, how easily changed if they simply reinterpret the way that they frame the situation around them. The same little girl who can't wait for even a half minute for two little Oreo cookies, if she tries it, and I tell her ahead of time, you can make believe that they're not really there. It's just a picture in your head. The same child waits 15 minutes. Though, of course, that's not the moral that our culture drew. It's your destiny. Your future is in a marshmallow. And it's far from your destiny. People can use their wonderful brains to think differently about situations, to reframe them, to reconstruct them, to even reconstruct themselves. All that stuff in your mind, your beliefs, cultural expectations, family upbringing, friendships, that stuff, Michelle explains, 
profoundly influences how you see the world. Your brain uses it as a filter to interpret everything around you. So when the stuff in someone's mind changes, they change. This is why Michelle sees people as fundamentally flexible. He tells me that is the single most important thing that he has stood for in his whole professional life. What my life has been about is in showing the potential for human beings to not be the victims of their biographies. Uh, not their biological biographies, not their social biographies. Uh, and to show in great detail the many ways in which people can change what they become and how they think. And it's just this idea of good people that the things that you're working towards, whether you have to stop and take a break on them or you have to like pause or you have to pace a little differently than when you started out, it's okay. Because I started out with this process of, it took me nine years to do a four-year thing. But who put a time limit on it? I was putting the time limit on myself. But if I stuck to that time limit, I would have thought I failed and maybe never went back. I was committed to that process though. So for as long as I was committed to the process, it took me exactly this, the right amount of time that it needed to in order for me to accomplish it. And then keeping those other steps in mind can kind of help place intentionality where you need it best and most. And so I think for the sake of this marshmallow test, it puts me into the mindset of whatever it is that you're committed to or going through or trying to attempt to do, whether you have to pace it differently or power it differently or give it a different type of focus or intention or energy, it's up to us. And based on that marshmallow test and the theory behind it, it's all in how we look at it. Good people, thank you so much. This was a great session. I didn't think it would give so much power, so much fuel, but I thought it was something helpful to share because that's what I end up doing as soon as I leave here. <laughs> I wish I could share videos, but I got to get it. I got to get on top of that because I don't really, uh, I'm just not really good at it, I guess. Um, but again, it's all in due time. We can all work on ourselves, right? Um, so I thank you guys. I love you guys for being here. I can't wait to see you this time next week. I hope you make it a great week. I hope this was helpful for you. And as always, let's make it a great week. And let's go.